Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Impact Boom. My name is Natana Mayer and I'm so, so excited to be joining our team of contributing editors here at Impact Boom. There's so much knowledge out there and I just really can't wait to bring it to you through real thought-provoking interviews. Today is a special episode. We're talking to Sarit Sandler, an American filmmaker. Sarit is from Jacksonville, Florida, and she's worked with production companies across the United States, including New York City, LA, Dallas, on a variety of different projects, such as independent films, music videos, commercials, short films, documentaries, you name it, she's worked on it. Overall, she's a pretty awesome human because she seeks to advocate for social justice and educate through the art of film. I'm so excited for today's podcast because we're going to be talking about some really great ideas. We're going to talk about why Sarit got into film and also why she believes it's one of the most powerful instigators of social change. We're also going to sink our teeth into the art of storytelling and more specifically how you can use it to make people care about what you have to say. Something that I know a lot of social entrepreneurs would like to know about. So, Sarit, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to Melbourne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, absolute pleasure. Tell me, like, what are your thoughts on Melbourne so far? It's your first time. You know, I really love the coffee here. It's amazing. It's brilliant. I feel like we've ruined you. You're not going to be a yeah, North American coffee. I didn't realize how watered down our coffee was in the U.S. I truly didn't. And now I'm spoiled because it's so good here. <laughs> you know what you're going to do. <laughs> I don't have to come back. Do. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> You know, something I don't understand, though, about Melbourne specifically yes. is why there aren't more pedestrian crosswalks. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I mean, I'm trying to get my coffee, and I literally have to book it across the street, and I feel like I'm going to be hit each time, and I just get this adrenaline pump every single day because I'm like, am I going to be hit today? You're very dedicated. Yeah. I mean, we do like testing out how much people really want their coffee. If you're planning <laughs> to risk your life to get it, I feel like you're pretty committed. Very. I just don't <laughs> get it. I really don't. <laughs> so besides risking your life in order to get some good coffee, what are you doing here in Australia? I'm shooting a documentary here, so I'm actually here for two months. I'm in Melbourne for a month, I'm in Sydney for a month, I'm hopping over to Canberra uh, for some interviews for the film. Mm. So it's nice, I get to spend a lot of time here and really enjoy my time in Australia. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, you're, you're very busy, you do a lot of things. <laughs> I know in particular you've won five grants in two months, did I get that right? Yeah, thank you. That's insane <laughs> for your work, it's pretty incredible. Like, How did you get started in film? 
I started back in middle school, so I was about 11 or 12. Okay. Started turning them in for, you know, a lot of my projects, and then I went to an arts high school, which is just what you see in the movies, where people are playing guitar in the halls. There's art sculptures everywhere. It's insane. It was awesome. It was so awesome, and my teachers that I had at Douglas Anderson at that art school were so influential to the filmmaker that I've become. They're just so amazing. I'm still in touch with some of them. And they really have just been such an influence in my life and me as a filmmaker. And currently I'm in university for film. And, you know, that's that's what I'm doing. That's so <laughs> fantastic. And have you thought about what you're going to do after college? I hope to continue to work on my production company and possibly, hopefully, <laughs> pursue a master's. What kind of impact do you want your work to have? So when I was in high school talking about my influential professors, teachers, mm. I had this professor and his name was Dr. Theron. He always said, filmmakers are the most powerful people in the world. And when you're in high school and someone's talking about your art form that way, you don't really believe them because you're confused. How can we be the most powerful people in the world? But then you think about our culture and how it's shaped by the movies we see, by the film, like the, I'm sorry, the TV shows that we watch, it really influences our culture and influences us. So it's pretty awesome that as a filmmaker, I can help make an impact and really influence what people are seeing. Yeah, it's really crazy how much of a visual um, society we are. And if you think about it, the amount of times we spend interacting with a type of screen, whether it's our phone or computer or a tablet, or even just seeing screens up on walls. There's a lot of screen time. A lot of screen time, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And I feel like that we shouldn't underestimate how much of an effect that would have on someone on a psychological level. Yeah, and I feel, that's why I feel like in my, in my art form that I should really use it to do good and really do make an impact. Yeah. Because film is so influential. Yes, exactly. Like, I know your film Fred was really influential. I know that it won an Audience Choice Award at the Austin Film Festival, and it also placed first in the West Palm Beach International Film Festival, just to name a few. Um, let me know if I got that right. You did. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. I know you've also been a panelist as well on Women and Minorities in the Media Festival. So with all that work being so well received do you find that there's a, a kind of story that you aim to tell in yeah, your film absolutely i i want to tell important stories powerful stories inspiring stories i just want people to walk away with a message not with not to leave the theater with nothing mm. and i know that you started your production company that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was what you started that at 20 right yeah yeah last and what's year. it called Mango Soul Productions. Nice. So how are you planning to use Mango Soul as a platform for social impact? And what are the key lessons that you've learned during the process of starting it up that you'd like to give other social entrepreneurs that are listening right now? Yeah, so like I said, last summer I created Mango Soul Productions where our mission statement is connecting souls around the world one video at a time. And I named it Mango Soul because mangoes are sweet and I wanted to create soulful work. So that was my mindset when I made Mango Soul. And I think what people can take away from it and the key lessons that I learned from it 
is use your resources. Use the people around you. They want to help you. Your friends want to help you. You can reach out on Facebook for people to help you. For example, here in Melbourne, I made a post on one of the online platforms um, in one of the creative uh, groups just asking for help and within an hour I had 25 responses. People want to help you when you're doing something good, when you're trying to make a difference. And the other, I guess I would say, words of advice <laughs> that I would give someone is use your time wisely. Don't waste minutes throughout the day. You know, when you have time on the train, when you have free time, use that time to dedicate to your project. Use that time like usefully and i think that you know there's 24 hours in a day use part of that day to sleep and also take some time for self-care and in between those times just use it for good don't mm -hmm. don't let those minutes slip mm -hmm. by throughout the day yeah agreed i feel like being very um conscious of where your time is going right. is really important and i know you spoke about using your resource as well i can think of so many ways that there are just untapped resources available to people that they might not even know. Like hit up a uni student if you need some help. Yeah, because definitely. A uni student is hungry to sink their teeth into some real world action rather than just the briefs that they get yes. as part of projects. So hungry for opportunities. And it's the best. Yeah, and they would be so invested and they really want to help and really see some something that's tangible and that's out there and they can put their name to it and say you know what I worked on that and I think that's very powerful and at the same time you're helping the uni students I know you also mentioned about letting people help you I also I feel like there sometimes is a, a bit of a wall that's that a lot of entrepreneurs hit where they feel like they got to do it all themselves and, yeah. and you don't they can't ask to. for help or you, they don't know how to ask Right, and the thing is, no one does absolutely everything by themselves. You're going to drain yourself to the point where you're not going to be successful because you're just going to be so exhausted. Yeah. And I got to that point and that's when I realized I need help. I cannot do this alone. Unfortunately, it took me being drained to realize that and I wish someone would have told me before that happened to say, just ask for help. People want to help you, just ask for help. Yeah. And they'll help you because it's awesome that you want to create something. So they want to be a part of it, you know? Yes, yes. I feel like with a lot of social entrepreneurial causes, um, you have the, the positive impact that comes along with helping build a business. Yeah, you want to make a difference. And I feel like other people do too. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to be a good person, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so based on all these experiences working at different production companies, how do you go about building a story? Do you have a certain approach or a formula that you'd be able to recommend to the changemakers listening? So in film, we do kind of have a formula. It's called the three-act structure, which in other words is a beginning, middle, and end. And we use that both in narrative and in documentary work. And every story is different, which is really awesome. And in documentary work, I look at it kind of like a puzzle. And there are so many pieces that you have to put together, just like a puzzle. And you have your archival footage, possibly. You have your B-roll, your interviews. And it's about piecing them all together. 
That's so interesting. I've never heard of that approach before. Does that mean there's an air of mystery to your process? A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what's so fun about documentary work is going in, you may have an idea. Yes. And then someone says something completely different. And then my job is when I get to the edit room to put it all together. And I think what you can get out of that as a, as a change maker and entrepreneur is that everyone has a unique story and it's all about connection. How can people connect to the story? How can people connect to your personal story or your project? That, that at the end of the day is what it's all about is connection. Yeah, how, how to allow people to authentically relate correct yeah. to other humans even if they're in completely different circumstances on the other side of the world right it's right. a matter of how do you piece those puzzle pieces together in order for it to actually matter to someone else yeah to make it all fit to make that overall puzzle that's a beautiful puzzle and it all fits so perfectly but it might have been a struggle to get there because there's all these pieces and it's really hard to get that puzzle all put together. Yeah, sounds a bit stressful, to be honest. Yeah, it can be. Sometimes I'm in the edit room wanting to pull my hair out, uh, but it's worth it in the end. Sounds like a magical journey. I'll oh, give you that. quite the magical journey for sure. A lot of coffee involved. And now that I know Melbourne coffee, it's going to be a problem when I go back having to edit in the US. <laughs> so based on this magical journey you need to go on, um, how do you piece those stories together so that they're intriguing enough for strangers to actually not only listen to them, but also engage in them and want to take action? So in other words, I guess, how do you give people a reason to care? You give people a reason to care by giving them a connection and telling their story like I had mentioned before. So you want to bring people on this emotional journey oh, when yes. they're watching. You know, everyone's on this journey, both the subject and the audience. And you can even approach it in a non-linear way, which is how I approach a lot of my documentary work. For example, I just did a piece on this young man named Judd, who's a skydiver. And he got paralyzed while skydiving and he still skydives. Oh, wow. Isn't that insane? He sounds like an incredible person. Such an incredible person. And you would think that I might start with the accident and then move forward with his story from there. But I wanted the audience to connect right away with him as this cool individual who has this, you know, an adrenaline junkie and just loves jumping out of planes. It's so awesome. And that's how I started it. He talks about the feeling he gets when he jumps out of a plane. And then we get to the accident maybe a minute into it. But that's that's not where I started. I started kind of in a non-linear way where I just talked about him in general jumping, whether it was before or after the accident. And in the beginning, you don't even know he was in an accident. You don't even know that's, you know, the purpose of the film is that he's so inspiring and all this thing. You just think, okay, this guy is really awesome because he jumps out of planes. But then you learn to realize he's really awesome because he jumps out of planes and he doesn't care that he got hurt doing it. He's still going to do it because that's what he wants to do. That's how he lives his life every day is by doing the thing he loves. That's amazing. So you're taking people on an emotional journey instead of a historical journey. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of historical documentary work out there and there's no wrong way to do it. It's just how do I personally feel that my audience will connect to this individual? I think you bring up a really interesting point there. And you know what? It reminds me of a quote that I heard by Simon Sinek. And he's the author of a really great book called 
start with why. I don't know if you've maybe seen his TED Talk. Yeah, actually, that's where I recognize his name from. I, yeah. I've seen him do a TED Talk. It's yeah. really fantastic. And that's the TED Talk that most people know him for. However, he actually has another TED Talk, which I just found out the other day, is the third most viewed TED Talk on the TED website. Mm, maybe and that's the one I saw. I know I've seen him. <laughs> And he was talking about leadership and what he said was just so fascinating. I'm going to try and paraphrase what he said, but basically he was speaking about the differences between being a leader and leading. So he goes to explain how when you're a leader, when you're being a leader, what that means is that you simply hold the highest rank. You're the most important. That's it. However, leading is a completely different game. Uh, he was talking about how when, you, when you're leading, people want to follow you not because they have to or not because you're getting paid, but because they actually want to. It's so important. It's, as a leader, it's so important that people are following you for the right reasons and because they want to. That's why, that's why they're doing it. You know, if your your followers are being paid, you know those people who they say are on Instagram and they have all these paid followers. Oh, you pay for like two hundred thousand yeah, followers. Yeah, those are not real followers because they, you don't get the engagement. Right, and it's the discussion around things that matter. Social entrepreneurs, in particular, you're there because you want to make sure you're making a difference. Right, and right. it's all about that engagement. Right, you know? I totally agree. So I really, I don't know, it just really resonated with me. Uh, the point about how people need to want to follow you and he also said that leading basically what you were saying leading means that people care enough about what you're saying that they are willing to follow you so I guess my train of thought is that building on that I wonder how film can be used to lead in that in the same capacity like do you have any advice for our listeners on how they can use storytelling to lead people to action how do they get people to want to follow them? So I think we can actually take away something from TED Talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're doing yeah, there. Yeah, see how I use the <laughs> reference there. <laughs> Is a lot of TED Talks start with anecdotal stories. They start with personal stories because people want to connect. They do. They're trying to find a way to connect to you as a leader or someone who's speaking or pitching an idea. So my best advice to someone is just tell a story. People will connect to you. People will connect to your project, connect to what you want to do and the impact you want to make when you tell stories, important stories, anecdotal stories, whether they're yours or a story of a young girl who connects to your, you know, company or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that's why a lot of TED Talks start off with personal stories, like when I was a kid, I believed this, but turns out this happened. Yeah, or they all, if you go back and watch them, they all start, them oh, start when like I was that. in college, when I was this, because people can connect to that. Yeah. And then they go into the statistics and the data. You've got to grab people you got to hook people. And the way you hook people is with a story. Mm. Yeah, because ultimately, it's all about the narrative. It's about, you know, if we, if we go really, really far back, we pass down history using storytelling. Yeah, the Bible is a story. Everything is a story. Everything, everything's a story. So of course, storytelling would be the the most impactful way to get people to click with the idea, but then click enough to be so invested in it that they want to actually act on it 
you know. I also feel like part of it is that you could kind of strategically incorporate those little calls to action or those little uh, mini stories within a piece that you can share. And that's through having like caption worthy, tweetable quotes. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and almost teasing that out if you have a piece and someone says something that's really great on its own. It's really, it's really good being able to incorporate that almost as a, a teaser outside of the film or yeah, as a, for sure. know, one of those captioned photos. Yeah, you mean, know, the ones I'm filmmakers at the end of the day were storytellers. Yeah. And that's why people find movies and documentaries so intriguing is they're intrigued in the story. So as a social entrepreneur, tell a story. You know, you don't have to be a filmmaker to be a storyteller. Anyone can be a storyteller. Yeah. I also feel like coming to it with a beginner's mindset is really important because I'm sure this happens to you often. As a filmmaker, when you approach a, a story and you're interviewing people, sometimes uh, you're, you're a bit biased because not only do you come with your own agenda, no matter how neutral you plan to be, but also on top of that, you form a rapport with the person that you're interviewing. You develop an emotional connection and it's so easy to get caught up in that and then you make you finesse and you make this amazing film and then someone else sees it with no context no background and they might not have the same connection as you and I feel like it's so important to therefore think about okay well if I to explain this to someone who Take knows a step absolutely back. nothing right what information is actually vital and what information is extra because you don't want to overwhelm someone and I feel that a lot of people that are very passionate about things, they're very knowledgeable in that area, and it's so easy just to get ahead of yourself. Right. You got to run it by your friends, your family. You got to take a step back. I have to leave the edit room. I, sometimes I spend so many hours watching the same piece over and over, and then I come back the next day and I'm like, why did I leave this out? Or why did I put this in? Mm. And then I have to sit there for another couple hours and try and figure out how am I going to redo this? And it's really good to have outside people come in and watch it, like you said, totally not biased, and see how you can fit all the puzzle pieces together, make it coherent, make it good, make it inspirational, and just be awesome. You know, you want an awesome film, you want an awesome story, so that's what you're going to try and do. Exactly. Make it aspirational. Make it uplifting. And everyone has a good story. Everyone has a unique story. find that a lot of people believe that they don't have a good story because they didn't come from really obvious or really strong adversity. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I was applying to college. Oh, yeah? It's like everyone would say, oh, I didn't come from a tragic background. I wasn't in foster care. I never was in an accident. I'm not going to get into university because I don't have this crazy story. You don't need to have a crazy story to have a good story. Everyone has a good story. And I think people forget that and they don't realize how awesome they are. You know what? I think that there's no such thing as a bad story. I think there's stories that are told badly. Right, you just got to piece no it together. Bad story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, there's the puzzle. Uh, <laughs> got to start selling puzzles, I, I reckon. I know, make us all puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've given me so much food for thought. And I just want to thank you so much for coming into chat. You've been absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure. Oh, amazing. And I'm also sure our listeners got a lot out of it as well. 
I know that there's quite a few things that we've discussed that I really want to be able to mull over and maybe pick up at a later date even you know yeah I'll come back I'll come back (laughs) maybe over a coffee I don't know (laughs) tell me where can our listeners find you if they want to follow your journey or just see what you're up to yeah so they can follow mango soul productions mango like the fruit soul as in your soul uh, on facebook or instagram and our website's under construction but if you follow us on those other platforms you can stay up to date and we have some really cool projects coming my team and i are working really hard so definitely stay tuned with that that's fantastic and i know that on your insta you put up a lot of little golden nuggets of wisdom and information and tips (laughs) if you follow my personal instagram which is sarit s-a-r-i-t underscore sandler s-a-n-d-l-e-r you can definitely check out my coffees and all those things and my i try and post some inspirational things and i'll be heading to the middle east to shoot um, a docuseries after this so you can kind of see the filmmaking process and from start to finish what we're doing what i'm doing Uh, And yeah, so if you want to give it a follow, you totally can, and you can see what I'm up to. (laughs) Definitely follow it. So thank you so much, and I hope you really enjoy the rest of your time here and you don't get run over by any cars on your way to get some coffee. I hope not. No cars, (laughs) not beat up by kangaroos. I'll try and stay away from danger. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.